You're listening to all things good and nerdy. Writing plots for crappy films since 2012. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, not so long ago. In fact, it's now. And this is filmed live in front of a YouTube audience. And even though we wish we were Jedis, we're actually just a bunch of nerds with some webcams and microphones. Every week, you get to witness the shenanigans of Chris. ATGN, bringing people together on the internet since 2012. Naki. So you're saying the balls are stuck to the roof of your mouth? There are balls stuck to the roof of my mouth right now. <laughs> and the Adahai. And this does include such a wonderful line as, I can't wait to pound that dick. As they are joined each week with a guest host. Raging erections. Yeah. MMOs are like a lifestyle. Um. I'm happy. <laughs> Whether you're going up against the uh, the armies of the English cavalry or you're playing a board game with your girlfriend, a raging erection will definitely throw someone off their game. Making the supergroup known as all things good and nerdy. Welcome to our madness. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of All Things Good and Nerdy, recorded live on, what is today, April 14th, 2013, the day before tax day here in America, so all of our Canadian friends can laugh at us as we shell out lots and lots of money to the government, and it makes me sad inside. Anywho. Um, that's when I get money from the government. Some people get money. This is the first time in a while I haven't had to pay money, so I'm enjoying getting a little back, but it's pretty awesome. Joining me, I'm Chris. Joining me today is our regular host. We've got Naki. Yo. We've got the Adahe. Hello. And our special guest this week, the first time he's appearing on camera on this show, our good friend Josh Hawks from over at Points of Interest Podcast Network. You've probably heard us ramble on his show, so it's time we return the favor. Welcome yes, to the show, Josh. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. You're Like all of our podcasting brother, our, all of our podcasting bros, you're always welcome. <laughs> In honor of you being here and our our and going back to our first hybrid interest. Actually, we've only done the one hybrid interest. We've just yes, been on another podcast together. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching Top Gear. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone in our chat room, thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully, you guys are uh, seeing us ramble aimlessly. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, obviously are because Stephen says podcasting bros way to leave out the sisters. Sorry to offend you, Stephen. Sorry. Um. What about? Oh. I, I am saying, a girl. I was saying bros in the generic sense, not necessarily like you had to have a ween. Show bros. <laughs> I could, I, you know. Speaking of weens, I was on a porn cast. Yeah, there you go. Tell us about the porn cast, <laughs> Naki. <laughs> I was on a wholesome addiction this week, and uh, I talked about my time of working in a sex shop. Can you give us a sneak preview about what your favorite thing about working in the sex shop was? Trying to sell the Big Mac. That thing was great. It's Please a, tell me the Big Mac is a giant dildo. It is. It is a five-foot <laughs> double-ended dildo that is about the size width of a... About that. So, a little bit bigger than uh, your regular size mug. I like it. I'm intrigued. So let me tell you, trying to sell that thing, that's great. Did you ever sell one of the Big Macs? I did. To a bachelorette party. So it was probably used for pranking purposes. 
Probably. I don't if they, if they used it for their own purposes. What, I don't want to know. What would the price tag on that be like? Uh, two hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's it didn't vibrate or anything like that. I don't think they could make it without like a, a gasoline powered engine. But See, what's, what's that got? Oh, it's a four cylinder Harley motor. You got to you got to kickstart <laughs> this some bitch to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> No, all I can think is Saints Row the Third just hit someone in the face with the Big Mac now. <laughs> because really, what would be more degrading than getting smacked in the face with a dildo called the Big Mac? It's true. And in case anybody, I mean, honestly, getting anybody didn't know this already, all things good and nerdy. Big Mac. Say again, sorry. Getting hit with a guy with by his dick whose name is Mac. Oh, mm. that's a good point. We just took a dark turn, didn't we? We did. <laughs> I mean... Welcome I, to my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, on that note, you should listen to Wholesome Addiction, because it's funny. <laughs> and because Naki was on there. And because I was on there. But it's also really funny, and those guys are a lot of fun to talk to. Just probably don't want to listen to it at work because it's probably not at all safe for work. No, <laughs> that's the best place to listen to. Sausage. Not even a little. Like I think I made my introduction by saying I was bringing a taco to the sausage party. So, because hmm. <laughs> it is all dudes. So it was a ween fest. Sausage party. All right. Well, on that note, what do you guys say when we roll into the news of the week? News team, assemble. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. We're so not safe for work. Hey, but <laughs> since we were just talking about dildos and things like that, I'm going to go with my news of the week first. My news of the week, here is the, uh, the title of it, just so you guys can know. Here are the top pornos downloaded in the Vatican. Isn't the internet a great thing to figure Look out what's being downloaded where? Look at Chris and the fucking segways. <laughs> Chris is semi-professional now. Not really. No, he's not. Don't this is a story I stole from Gawker. They uh, and they were able to use based off of IP addresses figure out what the most downloaded things coming from Vatican City were. And there's a lot of BDSM porn, evidently. Let's see. Some of the titles here are Leah Alexis and Chrissy Lynn. Others are Mega Airport Madrid X. Uh, okay. The neighbors. Um, I have to ask this, and I realize this is the Vatican doing it, so they probably aren't the most up-to-date when it comes to technology, but uh, Google Chrome has this awesome thing called the incognito window, and there's also websites, you know, like YouPorn or PornTube or RedTube or anything where you can put porn or red or tube in the same sentence, and you can get, you know, streaming porn, so... Yeah, but you see, the thing is, incognito mode doesn't mask your IP address. Your IP would still show up as being from the Vatican City. You'd have to run a proxy... That's but let, true. Let's see. According to this article, uh, a site called Fleshbot was able to rustle up some clips from WA, Leah, Lexus, and Chrissy Lynn, and WA stands for Whip Ass, in which Chrissy Sexy. plays an art critic, and Leah plays a scorned artist who takes revenge on the snobby, rich smack talkers of the world by making an example of Chrissy. Yeah, Sexy. And, the, and the other one, Tiffany Star and Sheena Shaw, and this one, Sheena wakes up and doesn't remember why Tiffany is in her bed, but a firm pounding from Tiffany's cock jogs her memory. <laughs> So this is the kind of shit that's coming and being downloaded in Vatican City, and just the irony of it makes me laugh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, going to hell. They can't. They they can't have sex, so might as well jack it. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily like the Pope or any of those guys are too, but 
let's keep and in mind... We not, find out it's just a lowly janitor. Not, not everything being downloaded is porn, because they're also downloading The Americans, Love Actually, and the TV show called Chicago Fire. Just, there's BDSM porn mixed in there with it. The weird thing is there's not a lot of, like, illegal porn in there. Like, I was really expecting something mentioning children. I really was. They've got their own network for that. <laughs> That's called the Boy Scouts, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna... Yes, but this was a combination of scanized data and Torrent Freak. They're able to compile this list that Gawker ran with. We'll post the link in the show notes so you guys can go see for yourself. And if you really want, Fleshbot has sample clips from all the pornos in there so you can go and experience the same porn they're experiencing in Vatican City. Hey, if, you, if you're experiencing the same porn from Vatican City, maybe you're not going to hell because you're just sharing the experience. <laughs> I'm going to go with no on that one. <laughs> Let's see if we got a couple comments in here. Eric says he hopes this episode gets a lot of first-time viewers. Hopefully it's not because of my porn talk. <laughs> and Steven says, okay, if you weren't going to hell before. Hey, this might have cemented my status. I well, I kind of figured I was going to hell. Besides, oh, that's where all the cool people are, so I'm okay with it. But I, I think this applied well for a show called All Things Good and Nerdy because it's all about the tech behind figuring out what all these porns were and tracking IP addresses. And really, that's, it just made me laugh, so it had to be done. Well, I mean, I don't know. I wanted. I, I kind of. I, I don't want to introduce the Vatican to things like incognito mode, but. Well, incognito mode is not going to make a difference. They're still trackable. I know. I like to pretend. But at least it won't be like when you type in a certain letter, like, all of a sudden, autofill. Autofill for red tube. Autofill for you porn. Sounds like the voice of experience here, Naki. Hey, Did you not know I that was just on mode? a... No, I, I was like one of the first people to test that shit out. But uh, <laughs> so you listed off quite a few. It's like you, uh, it's kind of like you knew about a few. Hey, uh, I was just on a porn cast. I obviously have absolutely no problems with porn. <laughs> Steven has said, "Haha, you're not helping. You're just helping the next guy by not using incognito mode." That's true. That is true. You'd just be like, "Hey, have you heard of this porn site?" It's not like it's hard to find porn on the internet. I think that's one of the things it was created for, was porn. So, it, if this is great. When Back when I was, like, 15 and, like, MySpace was, like, a really cool thing, um, I didn't really... I, I knew what porn was, obviously. I, I knew what sex was and all that stuff. But, like, I never really went out hunting for it because wasn't that... Like, I was kind of more scared of porn at that time. But... Uh, so, so the woman who was just on a porn cast. I know, right? <laughs> I, I was 15. It was like 12 years ago. Fuck, I'm old. Um, did you say 12 beers or 12 years? <laughs> it, did sound, it did kind of sound like beers. It sounded like beers to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyways, I went to type in MySpace, which was M-Y-S-P, and then I hit enter instead of uh, whatever. Yeah, A. I don't know why I hit enter. But it took me to a porn site, and that was the first time that I found free internet porn. And I was just like, huh. Actually, I still think one of my favorite ones is my cousin was complaining about the fact. She's like, I need to go and get some new, uh, something from Dick's Sporting Goods. And she's like, I just figured I'd go buy it online. She's like, so I just went to dicks.com. She goes, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> just like having whitehouse.com be a porn site is also hilarious to me. It's so, genius is what it really yeah, is. Well, all the kids in elementary school or whatever, when they start doing these school projects, they want to look up something about the president. Like, whitehouse.com. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so what we're what ATGN is good for is recommending some porn sites. In case in case anybody wanted to try any of these out. Yeah, don't tell us you, what you use. Here's how you find it. Open Google, type porn. <laughs> Open Google, enter. type anything. And then t- turn off your safe search filter. There you go. <laughs> type anything and there will be porn. Steven's brought up a really good that? comment here. He goes, besides, think about the conversations afterwards. Which of you was searching up BBW? Me. Well, thanks. You saved me keystrokes. And in turn, I gained a few strokes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love our peanut gallery. <laughs> I love our peanut gallery so much. <laughs> I love how we've spent basically the first ten minutes of the show talking about porn too. Sex, <laughs> not, sex, 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 butts. Not any like talk of the porn itself, but just the funny things about porn. It just makes me laugh. Simple things, dude. Okay, so there are also people out there who don't know that guys don't all have fire hose cocks. I just, I, I did not know that, that people thought that fire hose cocks were, like, a normal thing on guys. I was just like, right, let's, let's say snip versus time. not snip. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, that's not a, uh, I guess a uh, term I, I had heard before. I, that's a new one to me. Some slang I hadn't heard before. Wonderful. Fire hose cock? Yeah, it's, I've not heard that one before. Well... I don't want to. I, I figured out what it is. We're all good. I, 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 <laughs> I was gonna say, do, do you need me to explain that? Yeah, will, you, will, will you draw us a picture and draw something, and then we will? <laughs> no. I have my sketchbook right here. Hang on. It's like Hang why? On. Why? It's like why does this term need to exist now? It's just it's because why not? Because it's the internet, and what else are you gonna do besides put pictures of dicks on the internet and come up with slang for it? Or put a dick in anybody's mouth that has an open mouth on the internet. There you go. Uh, I think we have a picture from Naki. One second. Let's bring you up as the main screen. Yeah, we can't see that. you got to hold it a little closer to the camera. Holy shit, that's a giant dick. <laughs> um, I don't think YouTube's going to like that much. That's why I was holding it back here. <laughs> uh, it's a drawing. They won't care. And it's not... You could just say it's a backwards three and an equal sign and a D. It's a rocket ship, guys. It's a it's rocket. the rocket ship. Here, I'll turn it into a rocket ship. Red rocket, red rocket. Oh God, Stevens! Like <laughs> I had to Google that term, found this, <laughs> and it's an article called "How to Ejaculate Like a Fire Hose." <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this show today. <laughs> Oh shit, someone else please go with the news story so we can stop talking about dicks. <laughs> Wait, I'm turning my, my dick into a rocket ship. I, wish, I, I say that sometimes and it never works. <laughs> <laughs> they make a pill for that, right? What? Oh man. There we go, now we're a rocket ship. Yeah, it's the ATGN rocket. <laughs> <laughs> We Please save that in the cover art for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else, please come up with a story so I can stop talking about dicks. Hey, I can talk about gay sex. Want to talk about gay sex? Let's talk about gay sex. What the hell? <laughs> so this week we had kind of this crazy thing happen with this fantastic comic called Saga. I said, it is... what, what? In the butt. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Saga is one of my absolute favorite 
uh, comics. Anybody who comes into the shop and wants a comic recommendation gets it from me. But anyways, uh, it started off this week. There was a rumor this week that Apple was banning uh, Saga number 12 because of a depiction of gay sex. And it was this tiny little thing in the back corner of one of the um, panels. Now, previously in Saga, there have been orgies, and there's been lots of sex going on. One of the first panels in Saga number 11 is the two main characters fucking. So, I mean, sex isn't really something that is not touched upon in Saga. And, uh... So the fact that they were banning gay sex set off the fans all over the world and everybody went to their local comic shop to buy this thing so they didn't have to support Apple. Well, then it turns out that uh, it wasn't Apple. Oh, damn it. They had a spoiler right there. The first picture. Sorry. Um, it, it was not Apple. It was Comixology. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got to say, shame on Comixology for not saying it was them until, like, the day after the internet blew up and got pissed. They put out yeah. a blog post the next day, like, well, we didn't put it up there because we didn't think it would meet with Apple's rules. It wasn't Apple that said no, we just didn't think it would meet their rules. Right. And let Apple take the heat for a day? That's kind of a dick move. And it was I, really I've, I've dick. I've up for Comixology lately, especially when it came to how they tried to make things right with all the Marvel one, 700 free issues and things like that. But this is just kind of, it's kind of dickish. Take the I heat. Got if, you fucked up, if you <laughs> fucked up, just come out there and say, yeah, excuse me, they should have said immediately, hey, we didn't think you'd get approved. We're putting it up right now. Because the way yeah. I first read it, to me, it seemed like it was, you couldn't buy it through the iBookstore. And I was like, okay, I could kind of see Apple doing that. But at the same time, if Fifty Shades of Grey was sold in the iBookstore, there's no reason why this comic can't be. Uh, the first 11 comics were sold uh, on iBooks. So, it, like, I thought it was really weird because I was just like, is was, this because of gay sex? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I mean, all I, I know is you couldn't buy it on Comixology's Apple app. You could go buy it on their website and push it down to your device. Yeah. Uh, I believe they said they were going to make it available on iBooks. I mean, the thing, the thing that it was was that people were like, it's gay sex. It's two dicks instead of a dick and a vagina. Or a vagina, a vagina. So they were just like, no dicks, no dicks here. And like that's what they were afraid of, is what the sound of it was. And I don't quite understand it, but then again, I'm obviously quite liberal and don't care because a penis is just a part of the human anatomy. Whatever. Use it how you feel. But if you're going to do that, you know... Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. All that shit. But sorry, I have a really dry voice today. Um, yeah, it was just it. It had gotten to a point where I was I was more confused than anything, and then Comicsology was just like, "Yeah, it wasn't Apple." See, the thing is, I could have seen it being Apple because they're so contrary in what they decide to allow and not allow in the App Store, or to randomly oh. take down because they decide it doesn't meet their cleanliness standards, like. The Vine app that Twitter put out, they had to take it down and rate it mature because people could put porn on there, basically. Oh, I completely agree. They've they've done that before. But they've allowed Saga 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 up there, all which... I don't think every single one of them has some form of sex in it, but they talk about it a lot. So... I just thought it was... And at the same time, Apple's not going to want to take those things down because they get a 30% cut out of everything that's sold. 
because of the iBook store and any in-app purchases done in Comixology. So, like, and when you buy a comic book for a dollar, Apple gets 30 cents of that. Right. So it just, it, it was kind of just weird and really sad that it happened, but I, at least everything turned out in the end. I thought it was a dick move on Comixology, which, again, I just got 300 free comic books from them because of the whole Marvel thing. So yeah, so did I. I got about 300. I wasn't going to complain there, but I did think it was shitty what they did. Dude, it is fucking hot in here. I'm stripping down, and it's not because we're talking sex. Sure it's not. You guys heard it here. Naki's stripping down, so you guys get your screen captures ready. You guys can't see anything anyways. Cue some porno music, someone. (laughs) Well... We got a couple comments in the chat room that I'll bring up while we've got this momentary lull. Uh, Steven says, Adahe keeps putting his head down like, I should have called in sick today. <laughs> Eric is gone. Yep, no dicks in gay sex. <laughs> and uh, comic underscore gam has said, uh, issue one had birth with umbilical cord chewing. So I'm assuming that uh, that's referring to Saga. And Eric has also pointed out, people watching with only audio, we can see everything. <laughs> that's true. That is true. You can imagine me now in a black tank top. And Anthony um, has provided us with the porno music as we go right now in text form. Did did any of you guys read Saga, aside from Naki? I've got issue one. I've never gotten around to reading it, though. I highly recommend it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Have you read Saga, Josh? No, I have not. That's right. You guys are technically both named Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Not a huge comic reader i have just actually started using the comicsology app though okay so i, I i'm experiencing it. it's weird on a phone but um i didn't know anything about this whole saga thing i don't yeah i've never heard of it so this is all this is all new info to me uh if you you have comicsology you can download at least the first 11 issues i believe 12 is now up there it's up there uh, man. that it's I would download the first one and see if you like it from there because it's pretty much it'll set the tone. And I haven't heard anyone tell me they didn't like it after I recommended it to them. It's kind of like if Star Wars met D and D. Interesting. And uh, Brian K. Vaughn's awesome too. So yes, thirty-five year old comic like virgin. It's okay. That's why we're here. <laughs> I need to like, read some stuff and well, it, it, it's cool, you know. But we'll see what happens. It, in all honesty, Comixology puts new stuff up for free each week, so just look into the free stuff sometimes and you might find something you like because that's how I got into some of the books I'm reading now is they put issue one out for free. I read it and I was like, oh, this is really good. The only problem is those are image books and there'll be like massive delays between issues for some reason that I can't quite figure out. Hmm. Which is why Danger Club number six hasn't come out in like four months. Uh, the- pretty much all I'm reading right now is Deadpool. Yeah. Eh, same with Adam. That's the correct <laughs> answer. See, I knew I'd I'd get a couple fans about that. Um, yeah, and I, I'm in volume two, like book three or something like that right now. I don't know what volume that is. But. That is uh, that's one. Of, that's still one of the more serious ones, isn't it? That's before Merc with a Mouth, and before Cable and Deadpool, I think too. Yeah, I think so. That's He's. The thing. I, I don't have like a. a chronology of where Deadpool started to where he is now. And that's the that, thing about the comic books in general that like I've always had a hard time staying on board with because it's here's four issues over here that's a story arc and then here's another ten issues over here and I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Marvel does know. that to you too. Marvel is really quite known for just changing the names of their t- titles and not really like. Luckily, with Superior Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man, they told you with this upcoming one. But like, they're they keep doing this thing where they'll just kind of shift over the name, and you have to kind of follow it and hope for the best type thing. Uh, makes it kind of difficult on the comic shops, but um, basically, it's kind of hard to follow everything because everybody makes appearances in other books. Um, your best bet, if you want to read about one particular character, is read their one particular set of books and then go back and find all the other stuff. Right. Because uh, Deadpool actually came from New Mutants, which was number 98, I want to say. It's the only good thing Rob Liefeld ever did. Here you go. This one's for Ada. Hey, he'll like it. I've seen this one. This is, uh, that's a great gift. <laughs> the best thing Google Image Search ever did is allow you to search for type animated. That's I'm just saying. Awesome. <laughs> for yeah, those well, listening to the audio version, we've pulled up a gif. It's a guy in a Superman cosplay costume ripping open his shirt. Deadpool looks over, tells he can't rip his off, and then just rubs his nipple. <laughs> is, isn't that uh, is is that one of the D pity gifts or no? I don't remember. I don't know. I just found that one off of. Random website. Yeah, of I think that's Deep Pity. Deep Pity is probably the greatest Deadpool cosplayer in the history of cosplay. The dude is fucking hilarious. I just started following him on the face face. There's all sorts of funny Deadpool gifts, though. That's the thing. That's from the game. I know it's from the game. There's bad news around that. So I was setting you up for your news story because I figured that was somebody's news next. Uh, did anyone have that one? <laughs> or did I fuck up? <laughs> I, I didn't mark it. Um, I, well, I don't I, know. I didn't. I didn't know what the procedure was. I mean, I thought it was a cool idea to talk about it, but now I don't yeah. have it pulled up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I guess I can talk about it because I do have it pulled up because I've been researching a lot into this, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, basically, uh, High Moon Studios has laid off forty people from the Deadpool team. Um, Activision Publishing states that it was to align cost with revenues and is an ongoing process. Now, the game is apparently completed, but they have gotten rid of 40 full-time employees globally. So, And apparently these are mostly localization employees um, who were um, basically translating the game and making it work in other areas outside of the U.S. It still sucks that 40 people got laid off, um, but this is uh, this is not an uncommon thing in the video game industry. That's something I do want to mention. Um, uh, the video game industry is not a stable place to work. No. But from from your no. perspective, as one who follows the gaming side of things, this really shouldn't worry someone who wants to go buy the game at this no, point? Not okay. really. These, these are localization people. They get fired all the time. Okay. You were about to say something, Josh. I cut you off. I apologize. No, I, this is High Moon that did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Activision did it, but it was High Moon Studios. Okay, they're the same ones that did the Transformers and uh, yes. What, what was their other game? Not do one of the Duke Nukem games? Or the, uh, I don't think they. Did uh, Duke Nukem. Ge- Gearbox did Gearbox, uh, Duke okay, Nukem my, my forever. Bad, my bad. Well, they, there's always high marks for the Transformers game. game. I just hope that this game is good because they did Dark Watch, uh, The Born Conspiracy. Transformers Cybertron, Transformers Dark of the Moon, and War for Cybertron. Yeah, they did Fall of Cybertron, War for Cybertron. That's all they've really done at this point. They're a spinoff of Vivendi, I think. Has anybody played these games? 
All well, apparently the Transformers one's great, but all of Activision is a spinoff of a Vendy base. That's true. Yeah, I heard the Fall Cybertron game is actually really good. The Dark of the Moon one I heard was shit. But, but yeah, it's it's just localization people. These people get hired and fired all the time. They're basically contract employees if you really look at it. Yeah, in the chat room right now, uh, Comic Gam has said uh, those Transformers games are good. So we've got someone in there at least saying they're good. Excuse me, one sec. Hi, Jake. <laughs> if you I didn't was, hear the puppy, right. I, was I was just saying really. Puppy really, really pissed off over that. I'm like, no, you're scarring my beautiful game by firing people before it's released, and I looked into it and found out that it was localization people, and it's a pretty normal procedure, so. Yeah, but what isn't, though, is to not show anything about the game at all. What's that? They've Sorry. shown, like, no in-game footage. Yeah, they're, they're fairly hush-hush on all that. They said it's completed, but no one really knows. I've been a little bit of in-game footage out there, there, but it's really, it's like, you know, two or three seconds here or there. Nothing really solid. Um, some screenshots that look good, but you can't really judge hardly anything on screenshots. Right. I don't know. Well, if you're going to show, if you're going to come and talk about a game, then if you don't have in-game footage, then don't come and talk about it. That's my general theory on it. Well, we do have that issue where people like Gearbox, where they show the in-game footage, and then it never, uh, you know, works. Because they did they did that for, what was it, uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, in their demo. They actually had the demo and everything, and then people went to play Aliens, and the part that was in the demo did not exist. Yep. So, I mean, you could say that this is in-game footage, and then it not be in the game. Sorry about that, guys. My mic died for a second. I just figured Zeke bit it or something. Well, he was uh, barking at random things, too. We also have in the chat room a comic game. Gam has also said he recommended the Cybertron games. I can't remember if I'd already said that before I disappeared. I don't think so. So, hooray! And then Aliens was made by, like, six studios, he's also said. That's I'm assuming that's Colonial Marines, if that's the case, that game. It was shite. It, it was... It was... There was a whole like slew of controversy stuff going on around that because it it wasn't just Gearbox, but Gearbox held the the license for so long. But it, they had also licensed it out to like three other studios, and it was yeah, it was a whole fuck fuck storm of that. Well, I can tell you that when you see a game is at Walmart less than a month after about a month after it's come out for forty bucks already, it's probably a bad sign. And uh, Colonial Marines is down to about forty bucks at Walmart when I was there yesterday. Once it gets down to 20 is when I might buy it. I might consider buying it, maybe. Might. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I wonder if I could find it at my used bookstore already. It's possible, but the used price is still only going to be a little less than the new price because of the That's nature true. of uh, used gaming. That's true. And then you're yeah, not supporting support, the developer. I support my local bookstore, though. So it's one of the. It's not. It's not like a corporation or anything like that. It's my local bookstore that just happens to have games every now and then. So, do I support the small business or do I support the developer? Support nobody. Don't buy shit games. Oh yeah, that's a, probably a good plan. <laughs> that's why I'm going to hell. Hey, hey, Josh, did you have a news story for us this week? Uh, Tron. Oh, I'm excited. Unlike most other people on this panel, I really am excited for the oncoming upcoming Tron stuff. So. No, I liked Tron Uprising. I just fucking hated Tron 2. Oh, you did? I did, but that's okay. I thought it was fun. It, if I didn't think about it. I, I watch it. 
If I don't think about it, it's fine. But the second I, I put any sort of thought towards it, I'm like, ugh. Uprising helped like Tron too, though. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay. A Tron Uprising was pretty sweet, too. Yeah, I really Tron like Uprising Tron was Uprising. badass. Too bad it got moved to mid- Sundays at midnight, so nobody watched it. That's what Gigs. DVRs are for. I know, that's how I got all my stuff, but you don't get ratings that way, that's the problem. Well, you do if you watch it within 24 hours. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> well, there you go. So they've been talking about Tron 3, and it's in its like concept and development phase. Uh, Disney, you know, they haven't greenlit anything yet, but uh, the, dire- the director, Cousin something, I don't know. what Kaczynski, I think, is his name or something like that? Um, he's, he's just trying to make the rounds and talk about it and get people excited about it and... Tron 3 is going to deliver on the promises of Tron Legacy. That we met key players in the in the, the script or in the Tron Tron Legacy that'll be in Tron 3. I think one of them was uh, was Cillian Murphy. He played Edward yes. Dillinger Jr. and in the first movie Dillinger Sr. was one of the bad guys. So I think we're assuming he'll be one of the bad guys in the third movie. Yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. I, I'm all for it. I think one of the a, interesting a visual experience for Exactly. Her. And what really makes it even cooler is they said he likes IMAX as a format, so with the visual effects and how Tron looks on film, can you imagine seeing that on IMAX screen? The thing about IMAX theaters though, they're all fucking uncomfortable. It depends on where you sit really. I haven't had much problem when I saw Dark Knight Rises in IMAX. Other than the fact that Dark Knight Rises wasn't as good as Dark Knight. The last thing I saw in IMAX was Dark Knight. I have not been to an IMAX theater since. I don't, and uh, a lot of the IMAX stuff is 3D, so I'm just like, fuck that, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the 3D stuff yeah, myself, but... I don't know. I'm excited. To, I hope Tron 3 happens, and if it doesn't happen on film, maybe they'll make a comic out of it or something. And what is really one of my big hopes is I hope they take Tron Uprising and continue that as a comic, too. I mean, hell, Disney owns Marvel Comics. Just put it out as a Marvel title. It'd be awesome. Hey, were you guys not talking about G.I. Joe a couple weeks ago, the new one? We talked about it a little bit. I don't know if anyone's actually seen it on the panel I yet. What would you think of the G.I. Well, let's, let's segue into that. What did you think of G.I. Joe, then? You can be uh, our, our reporter on it. I don't even know what I watched. It was like the Storm Shadow and, and Zartan movie. <laughs> it was really? <laughs> yeah. Not The Rock? Was, well, it was The Rock, too, but, I mean, it just didn't feel like a G.I. Joe movie. Well, well, the first one didn't either. No, the first one didn't at all feel like G.I. Joe. One of the biggest complaints I heard from some people, and there's going to be spoilers here for G.I. Joe if you guys haven't seen it, it's something we kind of predicted within like the first 15 minutes that killed Duke off. And the guy's like, how do you have a G.I. Joe movie without Duke? I was like, because Channing Tatum sucks. He is kind of an awful actor. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost uh, Josh's audio for a sec. He'll pop uh, back in, I'm sure. But uh, let's let's go cover a couple comments in the chat room while we're trying to figure this out, though. Is it uh, Eric has said just moved to the Northeast? We have a furniture store with IMAX theaters. It's so comfortable, which would be badass, I might say. Uh, Comic Gamus said I thought GI Joe was better than the first, and he's only and uh, Channing Tatum, I assume, is the only one brought back from the first movie, which I think is true, except for technically uh, Snake Eyes because he was there too. Um, uh, Josh, are you auto-muted? Yeah, check your mute button in the top right-hand corner if it did that. No! 
The ninja got too quiet. Now we've lost him forever. Uh, Jedi Ross has said, uh, should a recast Duke contract must have interfered. And Stephen has put a note in there to remind me, make an edit point here. (laughs) Thanks, Stephen. (laughs) I I actually wrote it on paper already. (laughs) Hey, to all of you guys that were watching us live on YouTube, this is where technical difficulties came in and kicked us off. So we had to cut part of the stream and we're coming back now the only problem is it seems as though something's up with josh's mic or computer or something so we couldn't get him back on so we're going to finish the show with the original three it's gonna be myself naki and adahe sorry guys (laughs) hi guys hey i missed you we're all well known for our technical difficulties here on all things good and nerdy and this is probably the worst one we've had it took a year to hit that point so i think that's pretty good for us maybe Oh man, that's we're actually what next week is our one year, isn't it? That's correct. I believe weeks. next week is one year. Oh, who's our, <gasps> guess who's it? Guess who's our uh, our our guest host? Who's the guest host next week? It's Michelle. <laughs> Just oh, to piss perfect. off Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but well, let's go. And we're right before we got cut off. We we're about to start talking about Captain America too. And what's happened is that Marvel sent out a press release. And it's got some. Juicy spoilers, as some people might say, or at least some background on what's going to be happening in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Have you guys heard anything about this when we recorded earlier? <laughs> uh, outside of our previous recording, I have not. I mean, I've heard like rumors of like the kickboxer and stuff like that from uh, right. working in the shop, but I hadn't actually like really paid attention because, you know, comic shop rumors, we make our own shit up, like The Rock being in Star Wars 7, so... That would be awesome if The Rock was in Star Wars 7, though, just saying. But do you really want him as Luke and Leia's, or Luke and Leia's, wow, uh, Luke and Mara Jade's kid? No, he wouldn't be any of their kids, but I've always been <laughs> there as a bit character. But here's some of the tidbits to come out of uh, the, the press release from Marvel, is that Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, will be back in this movie. And one of the rumors I've heard is that she's going to be teaming up with Cap throughout the movie. George's St. Pierre, the MMA fighter, is going to be playing George's Batroc, also known as Batroc the Leaper, who is a mercenary and a master of French kickboxing. Arnim Zola comes back, and presumably he'll be in his robot form, for those that are familiar with the character. Haley Atwell returns as Peggy Carter, we're assuming in flashbacks during World War II. The Falcon will be in there, played by Anthony Mackie. Emily Van Camp, who is, excuse me, will be playing Sharon Carter, also known as Agent 13. She's the niece of Peggy Carter. And as we all knew with the title, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Bucky's coming back to play the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Shock and surprise, huh, guys? I was absolutely surprised that a name with the Winter Soldier would actually include the Winter Soldier. Although it better not be, like, one of those things where they're like, Winter Soldier, not shown until the last 30 minutes. Well, yeah. considering the concept art that's already come out shows a Cap fighting Winter Soldier, I think it's going to be pretty early on. At least I would hope. Probably. I was going to say, that doesn't technically mean anything. It could just mean uh, that the Cap's going to fight Winter Soldier. Don't rain on my fucking parade. I'm just trying to be logical here. I know, logic and comic books don't really go hand in hand. No, nope. Basically, fuck your parade. <laughs> but I like parades. Oh, I'm sad inside. I don't. You know why? There's clowns. Fuck clowns. <laughs> fuck clowns. <laughs> I live in Chicago. John Wayne Gacy's a thing. <laughs> so are you guys going to go see Cap 2 when it comes out? Or do you don't give well, a fuck? It you probably will. Go ahead. Did you have anything other than just saying I just no? said nope. <laughs> oh. 
was going to say, uh, I'll probably do the same thing that I did with the first cap and wait until everybody else has gone seen it and go see it for a dollar. Because I, I just, I'm not interested in Captain America. I wasn't before. I it's, Cap's just one of those characters that's never really had a lot of interest. See, I'm a huge comic book nerd, so I'm all over this one. I'm a huge comic book nerd, too. I just don't give a shit about Captain America. Give a shit about Marvel. I don't. Now, if it was Captain America, America? we'd have a good movie. <laughs> now, does that mean he's got the beer belly and like an eagle tattoo and a mullet? That's right. Eating <laughs> french fries. <laughs> Freedom fries. This is America. America. Sorry. Freedom fries. God. <laughs> Shields a trash can with a star painted on it. Trash can lid. Yeah. That's how I cosplay, damn it. <laughs> God. I just got an awesome image in my head, and if you do not wear a trash can on your head during C2E2, Chris, I'm going to be so upset with you. Oh, I'm going to wear, like, four trash cans. I'm going to be yeah. like, for the fucking grouch, man. Oh, no, you have to be Iron Man. Someone's got to build me an arc reactor because I'm not wearing my prop replica. <laughs> no, you just got to put a trash can around your torso, and then one on each arm and one on each leg. Get the little plastic ones. You'll be Iron Man. Wouldn't it be Plastic Man, though? Yeah, that's no fun. Iron Man's better. Well, see, it wouldn't really be Iron Man with a trash can. It's more like Stainless Steel Man. Or Tin. Or Tin Man. And the Tin Man's trademark, so you can't be Tin Man. (laughs) (laughs) And they aggressively defend that trademark. (laughs) Very aggressively defend that trademark. This was an interesting story I saw in there. You guys, do you guys watch Netflix streaming? Yes. How about yourself, Adahay? Uh, yeah. Well, there's an interesting story, we're getting this from The Consumerist, that more people are watching Netflix streaming content than cable networks. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said subscribers watched 4 billion hours of streaming content in the last three months. According to Netflix, not so much for the cable business. Yeah, I, I, I said that article in this morning. The interesting thing I uh, when I read over that article I saw in there was that uh, if it was an actual channel... Mm-hmm. Uh, its only competition would really be the Disney Channel. I saw that right now as I was reading that. But, I mean, the people are using Netflix like they use cable channels for now as they turn it on to be background noise while they're working on their stuff in the house and pay half attention to it and things like that. Since they set it up that you can watch multiple episodes in a row, it's awesome. Yeah. That and I know people who literally just go on, like, marathons where they'll watch, like, three seasons in, like, a night and just nonstop, which is just ridiculous. Yep. They're noted that there are 4 billion figures. Uh, they say 88% of the subscribers, about 28.1 million, are in the United States. And, that's just, and that translates into an average U.S. subscriber watching 87 minutes of content per day off of Netflix. And if you're one of the uh, cable companies here, or at least well, cable company and the people who are supplying Internet, you're probably going, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> at one point I know Comcast was having major issue with the fact that their biggest uh, stress on the network is Netflix in the evenings because everyone's streaming a bunch of content on Netflix. Like, there was some insane thing, like 80% of internet traffic between the hours of like 6 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time is like Netflix. That's about right. I think that's awesome. And I think it's only going to get worse as you look at the fact that Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they're all looking at establishing their own original programming or bringing back things, for instance. Like, Arrested Development comes back on Netflix next month for a new season, which I'm fucking stoked about. I've noticed. 
I've actually only I've realized I've only seen like the first two seasons, so I've been rewatching or I've been watching. I'm almost finished with season three. I'm I'm kind of sad to be done. But I'm posting stuff on Twitter. Sorry, that's <laughs> no problem. I mean, but in all seriousness, though, do you think that Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all those guys are becoming a viable? competitor to traditional cable now? Do you think cord cuttings would become much more regular and normal? I mean, I'll ask you, Adahe, first, because you are a cord cutter until sports are on. Yeah, basically. If there was a better way to get sports, then I probably would never have cable, uh, or at least at least Mountaineer football. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I, I find cable mostly pointless. I mean, it's the same six or seven shows over and over and over and over and at least i can watch what i want when i want with netflix and that's the big thing sure how about yourself naki do you think this is going to become cord cutting to become the norm now mm, i'm kind of trying to figure that out because like i still do watch some things on network tv like doctor who and the following and things like that they don't stream those live right away Correct. so i i know myself and i need my fix so I might keep my cable around just until, you know, if they decide that this is going to be instantly online and it's going to be part of Netflix or whatever, yeah, fuck it. I'll just cut it. Right. But I think a lot of what's keeping people on cable myself is the instant gratification you talked about, wanting to see things quickly like that. Live sports, because you can't watch sports online unless you have an ESPN subscription. And I think in a lot of cases, the pay channels like HBO and Showtime and shows like that, because the only way to get those things is to either steal someone's HBO Go login and watch on your computer or to pirate on the Internet until it comes out on DVD a year later. Yeah, oh, I completely agree because I have HBO, which means I get HBO Go. Right. So I don't have to worry about, you know, having to uh, having to buy another subscription service, but. I know that HBO Go is now going to be offered as a its own subscription service. That's what I was actually bringing up as a segue. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but they're considering supposedly the fact that they might sell HBO Go service outside of having to own the chick the cable channel privileges on cable. Yeah. Now, if that happens and say they charge ten to fifteen bucks a month for that, I'm sure a lot of people will do that just to watch Game of Thrones, the entire back catalog of HBO programming. And Triple then, if, how many people do you think ditch the cable companies then? Again, because they can go and get all their HBO content without having to pay the ridiculous premiums on cable. Do you think it makes a difference, anyone? Uh, I'd totally do it. I mean, if I got HBO and Showtime, those are the only two channels that I use that are of the premium channels. You don't use the Skinamax? Why would I use Skinamax when I can watch porn on my computer? Yeah, <laughs> she did tell us about all the porno sites. I'm assuming those are all from uh, personal knowledge they were brought up. <laughs> Her bookmark Man. folder? <laughs> I don't need a bookmark okay, folder. Just... This shit, I got a spank bank in my brain. Would it be considered a spank bank for me? Uh, a DJ brain. DJ bank. Yeah. Sorry, my dog just yawned in the microphone, so that's <laughs> what you all just heard. <laughs> and sorry, the dick I guess shit flies. I guess you, when, when, you, when you pull up the porn is when you drop the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Backing away from the porn talk for a second, I think HBO Go, if it becomes a service in and of itself that people can purchase, it, it has an impact on the cable companies. 
Yep. Well, I know a lot of people who only have HBO Go for or HBO because of Game of Thrones or True Blood. Right, and at the same time, then you don't have to pirate all those things because Game of Thrones was the most pirated show on the internet within. A- because it was ridiculous how hard it was to get Game of Thrones no. in between during the hiatus while they're like in between seasons. They don't actually put out the the season until two weeks before the actual next season starts. So people who had only seen season one had to wait had to wait almost two years right before watching season two. Well, I mean, and part of the. Part of the reason there's so many pirates is you have the conscientious piraters, let's put it that way, because you listen to like a lot of the shows on Leo Laporte's Twit Network. People on there freely admit, they go, yeah, I pirate Game of Thrones once it's done. They go, and I go and buy them on DVD or Blu-ray as soon as they come out. They go, I want to see them, and until I can, I pirate them. Yeah, because people don't want to wait. They don't want to wait two fucking years in between shows. I don't blame them. I don't want to wait either. This brings up an interesting point here. We've all made our feelings on piracy pretty clear in the past. Do you guys have a problem with this con- with the conscientious piraters? No, I don't. A year later. Yes. Okay. You're still stealing something. It, does, it doesn't matter how you try to um, make it okay with yourself. You're still stealing something see and i think i side more with adahan this one is just because you can justify it it doesn't make it right necessarily it's like hey i stole this candy bar it's okay i'm gonna go back and pay for it later it's still being paid for it's not like they're it they they understand what they're doing they don't think that it's something that they should be doing but they're going to pay for it anyways they know that they're going to pay for it so why they can have it when they pay for it they're still stealing a product and a lot of these conscientious ones still, you know, they'll tell you they're going to buy it, but how many of them really do? Yeah, I was going to bring up that point as devil's advocate. Is a lot of people will say that and then not do it, I think, too. Yeah. Stealing is stealing. Don't try to justify it. That's how I look at it. Okay. Yeah, I tend to agree with I'm that. Just gonna, I'm, I'm just going to agree to disagree on this one, but that's fine. No, I mean, and that, that's the nature of things, and we're not always going to agree on things, but... This isn't necessarily a gray matter. I mean, in my opinion, I agree with that. I had the fact that even if you go and buy it later, technically you stole it for a year. Well, they should make it readily available. I mean, we live in an instant gratification society. That's just what we are. Yeah, but they choose not to, so that shouldn't make it okay to download it, though. They may Okay, here's the thing, though, is that if you can find... The fact that they can find it really easily... And get it in very good quality, almost to the perfect HD quality. That my guess is that there actually is somebody out there from HBO who's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to put it out on the internet anyways. HBO might do that at some point, but until they do, technically you're stealing it if you go on BitTorrent and download it and say, I'm going to buy it later. That's just technicalities. Well, if you get sent to court for for a copyright violation... They're not going to let you off. You say, I'm going to pay for it when they come out on DVD. That's true. And I will give you that. (laughs) But, again, we're just going to agree to disagree on this one. Morally, I think it is slightly more tolerable. But legally, it is still illegal. It is still illegal. But I'm just... Because I, I just feel like if they really had such a problem with it, they know we live in an instant gratification society. I would cater to that. I yeah, wouldn't. But the problem is TV networks, both pay and free cable alike, don't like the streaming model. They only do it because they have to. Well, that's why, well, like, things like Hulu Plus I refuse to use. 
because you still have to pay for the fucking commercials, which is fucking stupid. Wait, 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 wait. You don't want to pay for it because you have to watch commercials, but you pay for cable and you have to watch commercials. No. I don't watch this shit on. This is the <laughs> one thing that blows my mind. Every time someone says they don't like Hulu because of the commercials, but well, they watch things on cable, it just blows my mind. You can fast forward through the commercials on cable. Yeah, I don't watch anything live on cable. I record at least half of it and then yeah. start watching it. Fast everything through. I watch, everything I watch on cable is recorded, and then I can fast forward through all the commercials. You can't fast forward through shit. On Hulu Plus. <laughs> Which, I mean, ironic. this is a little off topic, but do you know why there's more product placement actually in shows these days is because no one watches the commercials. Exactly, just... and because it's semi-effective in comparison, unless they're blatantly obvious about what they're doing and then people get turned off. Yeah. Yep. Like, like the show, like, I love this Dr. Pepper 10 I'm drinking because it's only got 10 calories. It's the greatest. And they go back on their continual regular part of the show. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, Let's see. What do we want to talk about next? Do, 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 do. Supposed to have this, like, planned out, man. You shouldn't... Yeah. All this, this downtime. This is half the fun, is the organic nature of the show. You guys see the the uh, controversy that happened with uh, all the Etsy creators who are making Jane's hats and Fox sending them cease and desist orders? Yeah, I saw that, but at least thinking was awesome about it. Yeah, for, for those that aren't familiar with it, basically... For about 10 years now, people have been going and getting custom-made hats, like Jane's Poof hat that he had in Firefly, and people were making them on Etsy and shipping them out. Well, just this week, Fox sent out like a shit ton of cease and desist orders to all of these Etsy creators telling them to stop making these hats, because basically after 8 to 10 years, they've decided we can actually make money off of this, even though it's we fucked it up. only been 10 years. I mean, it's within their rights to do so, so... That's fine. It is what it is. But the cool thing is, is that the official version that Fox is selling is being sold on ThinkGeek.com, the same site that has all the cool badass toys that they pretend are coming out for real on April Fool's Day, things like that. And what has happened now is they are selling the the Fox licensed Jane's poof hat, poof ball hat, for twenty five bucks. But they've said one hundred percent of the profits are going to charity as their That's way. Awesome. To kind of say, yeah. Here you go. We're going to make sure we're not making a dime off this and kind of show solidarity with the Etsy creators. Now, that's 100% of the profits, so Fox still gets their cut. You're not sticking it to Fox, guys, if you go and buy one of these. Because Aww. they, ha- ThinkGeek has to pay Fox's distributor before they get the product, so they're getting their cut regardless. It's just the mm-hmm. money that they would make, profit-wise, is going to charity. I, I like that it's going to charity. So. I, th- I think it's a solid plan. I mean... It is what it is. I feel bad for the Etsy people that were doing it and making stuff with extra, to make an extra dime here and there, but at the same time, technically they didn't hold the license for it. Yeah. It is what it is. Ade, you got any thoughts on this one? Mm, no. I didn't figure. And what was really cool was the fact that Nathan Fillion retweeted this and it actually crashed, excuse me, ThinkGeek's blog post that had all this information in it. Yeah, I saw that because I tried to get onto what he had posted, and uh, yeah, it was gone because it was crashed forever. Yeah, I mean, a good move by ThinkGeek. They continue to earn the goodwill of the uh, the nerds out there. <laughs> I liked it. It was good times. There's also oh, 
yeah, we'll talk another movie story real quick. There's been a ton of information that came out about Man of Steel. Do we actually care about Man of Steel that comes out this summer? Anyone? I don't think anyone really does because it's like, huh, Man of Steel or Iron Man 3. Yeah. Or another origin movie or Iron Man 3. I'm, I, I, I heard. I'm on Man of Steel. I, I actually heard a rumor about Man of Steel, and you guys can confirm. Well, Chris, you can confirm this for me. There is no kryptonite in Man of Steel. It was the first thing I was going to come up with. Zack Snyder said in an interview with Entertainment Weekly that there is no kryptonite in it because he feels it is a cliche in the Superman universe and not a very relatable trait. And he says, instead, the fi- in this film, the character's vulnerability is more rooted in his inability to fit in the world. So it sounds like emo mushy crap. It's going to be another... Superman is a deadbeat dad and another origin story, despite the fact we just watched 10 years of origin story through Smallville. The problem is you take a character who nobody can relate to and you get rid of his one weakness and expect it to make him relatable or people to enjoy it more. Ah, I don't know. It's like, no one likes me because I'm perfect. Yeah, no one likes me because I'm the perfect man, technically. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to see the movie because I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. And Nolan's Christopher Nolan's involved in a form, but they're not. Don't I don't know. I'm not a really big Superman fan to begin with, so I don't know. I just have. I don't think it's going to be that exciting. And at least the Superman fanboys are really excited about it, and good for them. I just wish I could have some of that excitement because this doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I just I just don't have it. Yeah. None. I might go see it at the dollar show, or but I'm at the dollar show, but I'm not even in a little bit of a hurry. Supposedly, there's a lot of really good action. Here's a quote from uh, the website Slash Film. They said, based on the footage Entertainment Weekly has seen, the film has plenty of building smashing, train slinging, heat vision blasting battles to cut through emotional heaviness. Mm. Yeah. Lots of action, and then try and make us give a shit about this guy who's sad because he doesn't fit in. I. Part of what's been interesting about Superman in the past is that the Clark Kent character is incredibly human because his dad humanizes him growing up. His mom and dad. They're a grounding element. I I don't know. I just can't get excited. And In all honesty, it's not necessarily this movie. It's just the character of Superman. Outside of Smallville, I generally don't care for him because he's overpowered and I don't give two shits because he can get out of any situation. And when you take away his one weakness, like they do in this movie of Kryptonite... Mm-hmm. He's never really in trouble then. Very true. He's oh. just gonna fight with Zod a little. Yeah, but not too much. Yeah, they gotta say. I mean, how much? How much are they gonna fight? I mean, seriously, you're not even gonna have Kryptonite. Well, like it's a Christopher Nolan backed movie in some capacity, so it'll probably be about three hours long. They'll fight for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hope for all the Superman fanboys' sake that they really enjoy it. Uh, from my own personal perspective, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't give, I don't care too much. That's yeah, I'm the same feeling. And the other rumor that's coming up on this is it's potentially going to start a Justice League universe. Now they haven't confirmed one way or another. Do you guys think that's likely? I think no. it's only if this movie does well will there be a Justice League movie. I think this movie is going to do fantastic opening weekend i think it's going to be a matter of how long it lasts for after that because i think a lot of people are going to go see it if i think word of mouth is bad if it ends up being bad you aren't going to get a lot of people going to see it the second weekend 
I think word of mouth is going to be horrible. If you, or if you have another X-Men Origins Wolverine situation where the film leaks about a month before it comes out and gets shit on by everyone on the internet, I think you'll have the same problem. That being said, Superman fanboys are ridiculously loyal. True. I just can't see this doing well. I really can't. Like, I don't know. Everything. I, every time I see it, I'm like, man, disappoint. This is all I can see. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, we're all like super hyped for Iron Man three because the trailer for Iron Man three continues to. Anytime they put more information, I'm like, holy shit. Although they keep putting way too much in the TV ads. Granted, the Marvels been much better at the whole movie thing in general. They have. It's a very, very true statement. The one exception may be Batman, but we we mar- most Marvel movies have actually done a little bit better than the Batman movies, it's, outside of maybe some of the X-Men. I think Batman's success isn't because of DC. It's because of Christopher Nolan creating a compelling character, a compelling world for Batman. I don't know if the next Batman is going to be as big as the Nolan and Bale Batman. Unlikely. I hope it is, because Batman is a character I really enjoy in the DC comics. But I don't have much faith that it's going to be a massive hit. Outside of pretty much all of DC, he's the only character I can stand. Well, he's that's the character most people like in DC. And I think a lot of it's attributed to the fact that the first two Batman movies were awesome. A lot of people remember the 1960s Batman just as fun. And they have an affection for it that way. And the fact that Chris films brought a lot of new readers in. And let's not forget the important thing here. Nipple suits. Bat nipple suits. I need to take a minute here, guys. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> that was the fastest minute I've ever heard. It was. I went in a time warp. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I got nothing. Speaking of Batman, though, you guys heard the new Batman Arkham game has been announced. This is called Batman Arkham Origins. Have you guys heard anything about it? I heard that it's going to exist. I have not read any info on it, though. Not a lot has come out. There was some footage that was unveiled and shown to the folks in Game Informer. But what we do know is Batman Arkham Origins is a prequel to the Arkham City Arkham Asylum games. It takes place before both those games. And in this game, Batman encounters many of the series' supervillains for the first time. So it's almost an origin story, but he's already established. And it is not Rocksteady who is behind this game. It is Warner Brothers Montreal, Warner Brothers Games Montreal. But the plus side, they are utilizing the uh, Rocksteady-developed Unreal Game Engine to replicate the look and feel. So it looks like they're going to use the engine and then make a game based off of that, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I obviously will still pick it up because I like those Arkham games a lot. Yeah, those games. I yeah. haven't finished them. Like great. they're so they're so freaking big, and I'm not big with I'm not great at open world games, but I will still pick it up. I got the story done, but I got a shit ton of Riddler trophies left. I barely got the, like, I'm almost done with the story, because I fucking got stuck on Mr. Freeze, so I just stopped playing because I got angry, and then I came back to it, and I got past it, but I never went back and did any of the side quests, I still haven't finished all the Riddler trophies, like, I just, I barely played it, I feel like. You gotta play Mr. Freeze smart, you can't take him down the same way twice. I know, it's annoying. Fight with an original fighting style. I'm not original. I just want to hit the buttons. Ad, hey, what are you thinking about this? You're a resident or aficionado. It depends on how much 
have they said um, if they're going to try to keep to the spirit of the Arkham games or anything like that? That's a big thing you have to look at because the I mean the Arkham game formula is just horribly successful. I'm assuming they will, but I don't think Paul Dini's been brought in to do the story this time around. I haven't seen anything about who's doing the story. They say they're going to use the Unreal Engine in order to replicate the classic Arkham look and style. So my assumption is they're going to try and replicate a lot of what Rocksteady did because you don't reinvent the wheel when it works. True. Now the really cool point that I saw in this, you guys, did you guys hear when this game's coming out? Uh, isn't it, like, next year? No, it's this year, October 25th. It comes out for PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. I've heard people are saying they're not even going to bother buying games for the PS3 now, though. With the announcement of the PS4. They'll still buy them. Yeah, but the PS4 isn't backwards compatible, so what are you going to do if if you don't have your PS4 yet, and you want to play Batman Arkham City, Arkham Origins? They (laughs) said that Xbox isn't going to be backwards compatible either, which makes me sad. You gotta remember... Well, that, we're still in the gaming subject, so... Was your Nintendo backwards compatible... Were your SNES backwards compatible with your NES? No, I know. I just am sad because I have so much for my 360. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm less bothered by that nowadays. The other rumor that's coming out again, though, is that Microsoft will do limited software backwards compatibility for the games, like they did original Xbox games on... Uh, excuse on the uh, Xbox 360. Not every game was playable, but probably about 80% of the games in the back catalog were. Well, I mean, they usually, what they do eventually, and I know even, like, the Wii did this, where they'll make games compatible that were classic compatible for, you know, their updated units. So, yeah, it's just a matter of time, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the other rumor is the Xbox, the new one's going to go to the x86 architecture. I don't know. It is what it is. I haven't been following as close as I should, and the always-on rumor is starting to go away again, too, like most people expected it to. Since since you mentioned that uh, one of the CEO, one of the was it COO, something like that, somebody at Microsoft lost their job over that. It was their social media coordinator or something like yeah. that. The whole he, thing was people were tweeting about always-on connectivity, and he basically, I can't remember the exact quote, but he basically said, it's going to happen, get over it, on Twitter, and... Started a Twitter f- war and he got fired. Because <laughs> he ended up in- insulting like Blacksburg, Virginia, and, and any other place that doesn't have like solid internet connections. Yeah, he was like, in today's world, everyone's got internet connections. What are you talking about? Something like that. Yeah, that was he was just really retarded to say that. I'm sorry. It was just a horrible choice of things to say, and he rightfully lost his job. Yeah, as it should have been. I, I think no issue. I think a lot of people do that, um, <laughs> where they'll say, like, they'll put in their Twitter profile, like, uh, what I say does not reflect on my company, and they think that that covers the fact that they're saying that, and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> say something about your company in there, it doesn't, but if it's, like, a personal opinion thing, like, I don't like Calvin and Hobbes, then it probably doesn't reflect back on your company and your company's not going to care that you say you don't like Calvin and Hobbes. But if you say, I don't like the Xbox 360 and you work for Microsoft, that that statement does not help you at all in your profile. No. Yeah, way to be a brand ambassador, you're fired. Uh, see, this is why I don't put out what company I work for. <laughs> why? <laughs> I work for All Things Good and Nerdy LLC. Not that that exactly. Is- I, were, I represent all things good and nerdy. I do not represent any other specific thing. 
or, you know, I also represent Tabletop Bebop, which also had a new show out this week. Look, I'm just going to plug myself all over. That was a really like, organic plug right there. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. Well, we get a couple other stories here that, jo- that Adahe is going to love because we get to talk about his favorite company in the world. No? No reaction at all? You talk about EA, I guess? Hey, the first one came out on April 10th. EA is not currently looking to buy LucasArts. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> After the LucasArts shutdown? That was... Just... Oh, man. There was a Kotaku report that had come out earlier in the week that said supposedly EA was considering buying LucasArts out. Get yeah. Game library and all that, but EA has come out and said, no, we're not looking to do that. We're not considering any major acquisitions at this time. Yeah, because they're, they're they're failing quite horribly at the moment. That is true. They've had they've had a rough go of it, but don't worry, the new Madden comes out in about a month or two, so they'll be fine. Because <laughs> everyone will go and buy it, even though there's maybe about a ten percent change in the game. They were also voted the worst company in America again. That was the other thing I was going to get to you is I thought it was the second worst company poll. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it was two years running. I'm sorry, I misread it. Then uh, Peter Moore put out a, a blog post entitled, We Can Do Better. And it said the same thing last year when they won it, too. Like, we're going to get better, and then everything that, every problem that people have with them, they just keep doing it. They don't, they don't really care. And, well, I mean, hell, they sold a million copies of SimCity, and the game's not even playable, so why should they fix it? I think the SimCity F-up is part of what's killing them this time around, is because so many people are ridiculously pissed off about it, and there's still the conspiracy theory going around that the always-on is in place for DRM, not because of any playing advancements or anything like that. It is. It's pretty much been proven. Now... Let's see. He had some art. I'm going to read part of Peter Moore's uh, blog post entitled We Can Do Better. He said, some of the complaints were 100% legitimate. Like all large companies, we are not perfect, but others just don't hold water. And I'll let you refute any of these you want, Adahe. I'll read them off one at a time. Many continue to claim the always-on function in SimCity is a DRM scheme. It's not. People still want to argue about it. We can't be any clearer. It's not. Period. What's your response, Adahe? Um, it's been proven about 10 or 15 times now where people have disabled the always-on feature. The game runs perfectly fine. I thought so as well. His next point. Some claim there's no room for Origin as a competitor to Steam. 45 million registered users are proving that wrong. Your rebuttal. Uh, 45 million registered users because you're forcing them to register to use your fucking shitty games. <laughs> and they have no option to go elsewhere. It's like, oh, you want to play SimCity? You have to use Origins. Uh, it's... And they could compete with Steam if they, you know, actually try to sell a game. That and a lot of their registered users also came from SOTOR going free-to-play as well. It's like, oh, this game's free. I'll try it. Oh, my God, Origin sucks. Uninstall. Yep, that's what happened to me. You have to look at active users, not registered users. Let's see. What was his next point? I think he's got five of them. Here's point number three. Some people think that free-to-play games and microtransactions are a pox on gaming. Tens of millions are, excuse me, tens of millions more are playing and loving these games. That's a correct statement. 
microtransactions and free-to-play games are not a pox on gaming. They're a different way of gaming. Now, it has to be done correctly. That's that's where the, the, the division needs to be made. There's things with microtransactions and free-to-play. If it's done correctly, it's not bad, it's not intrusive, and it's enjoyable. Like uh, Terra Online is a free-to-play game with microtransactions that's done very, very well. Um, same thing with DDO, uh, which is Dungeons and Dragons Online, and DCUO, uh, DC Universe Online. Uh, again, microtransactions, free to play game, but it's done very well and not in a forced way. Um, some of the way EA does it, not so good. <laughs> God, the microtransactions and SOTORs and whatnot are so stupid. They're cash grabs. Yes. I honestly think so. Um, point number four. We're getting to some of the less more fun ones here, but I wanted to cover them all. He goes, we've seen mailing lists that direct people to vote for EA because they disagree with the choice of the cover athlete on Madden NFL. Really? Like, I think that was disproven, actually, um, by the consumerist people. Um, it could have been. I, I haven't really been following it. But, hey, if people want to say you're the worst company in America because that, I mean, it's a free reason to. But it's not exactly a legitimate reason to say, I hate EA because you didn't choose my favorite athlete considering that they opened it up to a vote this year to see who the cover athlete would be. Yeah. The last one here. In the past year, we've received thousands of emails and postcards protesting against EA for allowing players to create LGBT characters in our games. This week, we're seeing posts on conservative websites urging people to protest our LGBT policy by voting EA the worst company in America. That last one is particularly telling. If that's what makes us the worst company, bring it on because we're not caving on that. That was that that statement is actually quite retarded of them, and I hate to use the word retarded. I'll, I'll apologize uh, for that, but that statement's awful. No one, I I, I hate them saying that. Oh, it's because we support gay. It's not. A lot of companies support gay people, and they're hugely successful. Um, and they're not on the list. Starbucks isn't on that list. And they told their shareholders if they didn't like the fact that they um, supported LGBT rights, that they could go sell their shares and go someone fucking else. That was like almost not not really a direct quote, but is it was said at their shareholder meeting. And they're not on the list, so don't try to don't try to push blame onto other things. Look at what is really wrong. Take the blame yourself, and don't make up fucking reasons and say, "Oh, it's this, it's this, it's it's none of those things." It's just they don't want to take the blame for their own fuck ups, and they're looking for reasons to say, "Oh, it's not our fault." And I completely agree. I think those last two points are more of a way to kind of like, yeah, it's not our fault. The people are just being dicks because they don't like some of the things we've done politically or choice-wise on things that don't matter. But the simple fact of the matter is they've really botched some of these games and botched them fucking terribly. And people do have legitimate complaints there. The SimCity debacle never should have happened. Oh, that was... How do you take a beloved franchise like that and fuck it up so bad? Well, you go to EA. Never mind. <laughs> gonna say, I think, I think they figured out how to do that on their own. He he sums it up, and I like Peter more from interviews I've read with him. I wish he was still on the Xbox side of things. He goes, so here's my response to this poll: We can do better. We will do better. But I am damn proud of this company, the people around the globe who work at EA, the games we create, and the people that play them. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, we we Didn't do they take fire a bunch of people. 
Yeah, probably. Everyone's been firing a bunch of people in the gaming world right now. That's the thing. The thing is, we take a lot of shots at EA. Some of them are well-deserved. Some of them just because it's easy to take shots at EA, I think. I think the vast majority of the shots we take are legitimate because we have a beef with something that's gone on. But I think a lot of people online think the way to become famous is to take a shot at EA because everyone's going to rally around it. I, mm, I don't know. I've, I've just... The thing that I've had with the with the whole EA being the worst company type thing is there are worst companies out there. Like, yeah, I get it. The worst comp- the worst gaming company for sure, definitely. Uh, the worst, the worst absolute worst company in the country. No, like there are things like Exxon Mobil and people who spill gas everywhere, oil everywhere, and like that. That's that's a worse. That's the worst company. Let's keep in mind here, both of these polls happened right after they fucked up a game in a lot of fans' eyes. Last year's poll happened right after Mass Effect came out and people were pissed about the ending. This year's poll happened right around the same time as the as the SimCity debacle. If I, it happened I, six months from now, they probably would be the worst company in America. Um, I looked it up. I found it. This is actually another article on The Consumerist. Um, I'll give the link to Chris if he wants to put it in the show notes. That'd be great. Thank and uh, the consumer stated EA received hundreds of nominations from consumerist readers this year, by far the most of any contender in the bracket, but not a single one mentioned anything about sexual orientation. Consumers does not condone homophobia or hate speech of any kind. And our readers understand the worst company contest and nominated businesses based on their merits. Now, and to be fair, what Peter Moore said in his blog post was it was things they had received from people about their stance in LGBT, not necessarily the people conducting the poll. Yeah. So they aren't 100% the same thing because they didn't come from the same data source. But yeah. this is this is actually a wonderful article where the people at Consumerist uh, disprove every argument that EA made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I always like to talk about EA because it always gets Ada Hay a little fired up, and I enjoy it. <laughs> I just hate everybody that they likes an Ada Hay brand. They, they ruin they ruin our childhood. They're like Michael Bay. <laughs> They're the Michael Bay of video games. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they, Speaking he probably, of which, go ahead. No, keep going. I was say keep he going. probably secretly runs EA. <laughs> He's a silent investor in EA. Is what you're telling me here? <laughs> Not a silent one, apparently. <laughs> I was just going to say, pain and gain, it's coming soon, guys. How excited are we? Yay. I mean, what? Yay. It's our movie, guys. We should be way more excited for this. I don't want to be the cause for blame on this movie. I'm okay with it. It's The Rock. <laughs> well, let, let's talk a couple other things in gaming. This is another one I think that Adahe is going to love. Did you hear about the newest game coming to consoles? It's one that you've talked about before. Farming Simulator is head to consoles in September on both the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. This is one of those games that just... It's its not a game, it's a simulator. Um, uh, I have to make that difference. Um, this because, is true. But it, it's its one of those things that's like you, you play it and like you don't know why, but like you lose your entire day. <laughs> it's not like Farmville, is it? Because I don't actually... I've, I've never played... It's actually a farming simulator. It's, its you know, you've heard of flight simulators and whatnot. It's the—it's like that, but for farming. So I have Man. to sit and wait for crops to grow? Yes. It's like Farmville <laughs> for your console. <laughs> it's nothing like Farmville, because you get to drive tractors and play with other people, and then what ends up happening is you get into a game of who can 
screw over the other person the best by ramming into them with their tractor. <laughs> it gets really stupid, but it is fun. It's a good game, and I don't know how it's going to work on consoles. But... From, from the press release, it says the game is inspired by American farms and offers, quote, real scenery and, quote, new locations, development, and fields for players to farm on. The console version includes new vehicles. And also, according to the press release, the console version, quote, doubles the world of, end quote, farming simulator. So you even get a larger world to plant your crops in. God, that's pretty huge. <laughs> another another great simulator game, though, Euro Trucking Simulator 2. What about the logging one? Oh, God, they look so awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of really bad simulators out there, too. It, most of them never come to the U.S. because they're not uh, – simulator-type games aren't as big in the U.S. as they are in Europe. No, they're not. They're really not. But I had to bring it up because Ad Hayes talked about the simulator games and his love of them from before. And I figured he might have a little bit to give us on the Farming Simulator 2013. Great game. It's a great game. It really is. Let's talk one more gaming story just because we got to take our shots where we can. Aliens Colonial Marine has been canceled for the Wii U. Is anyone surprised? Because we can take shots at two cup, at two things here now. Uh, that game was awful. Well, is anyone shocked that the Wii U is not getting a game, too, considering its sales are less than the Xbox 360 and the PS3 and its brand-new console? So many wrong decisions. The Xbox 360 coming out in 2005 outsells the Wii U. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all we have to say there. Is yeah. 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 So yep. This is just our chance to bring it up and have a nice little laugh of our own. Because, hey, if I'm going to be accused of being a hater, like I have been before, I'm just going with it. <laughs> right? I'm fine with being a hater. I am called a hater for the Wii U and for Aliens Colonial Marine. Although I have to going to hate. I really wanted the Wii U to take off because I thought it was a really good idea. If you're a kid, it's a great idea. I played one at Best Buy, the demo unit, and I just wasn't really wowed by it. I, like, I don't think it's going to be anything special, but I think it, it, I think for kids, it's a great idea. Yeah, but, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I would get it for my nephew if I didn't think he would destroy everything he touches. So, <laughs> Well, unless you guys have anything else you want to cover, how about we start wrapping things up? What do you think? I'm good with that. Adahay, you good with that? Yeah. All right. I was well, going to say, Adahay's asleep. Yeah, probably. We've been that <laughs> <laughs> In our normal vein of wrapping up, let's wrap up with talking about what we're into. It's that special time where we tell you what we're doing this week. And that's our chance to tell you about the comics we're reading, the games we're playing, or whatnot, and try and convince you that, hey, maybe you should give them a try, too. It's also a chance for us to shamelessly self-promote any projects we've also been involved in. So, uh, Naki, what have you been into? What are you getting into? Um, this week I recorded a bunch of re a uh, bunch of re I don't even know bunch of uh, podcasts which I mentioned earlier one was the whole, with Wholesome Addiction where I guest hosted with them uh, talking about porn and sex so if you check out Wholesome Addiction uh, make sure you don't listen to it at work because yeah we're, we talk boobs a lot and penises and dildos and vibrators and yeah wow. my time working in a sex shop um, also recorded and put up this week the latest episode of tabletop bebop where we talked about sentinels of the multiverse um this show was my first edit of it so it was it let 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 me know how that goes because last show sean edited and he's like pro i'm like amateur so 
any any follow up is is appreciated. Uh, also discovered that Netflix has put on uh, the original X Men and X Men Evolution series. X Men so Evolution has been on there for a while. Well, I knew X Men Evolutions was, but I wanted to watch the original X Men before watching Evolution again. And they finally put on the original X Men series. Sweet. So I've been watching X Men. And uh, we'll be moving into X-Men Evolution along with uh, Dexter's Laboratory and Johnny Bravo and Powerpuff Girls. I like it. It has been classic cartoon time for me because, well, it's not classic. I guess childhood cartoon time for me. And uh, uh, that's about it. That's all I got. I really have not had time to game or read or anything like that. So, All right, I'll go next. Um I have been doing my catch-up on the Walking Dead comic book series I've gotten from... In the last week, I went from issue 40 to issue 82. So I've been reading a bunch of Walking Dead, and I really like it, but some of the things that go on in the comic are really disturbing. It's but why I stopped reading. It's it's a fun read. Carl just got shot in the head in what I'm reading, which is kind of entertaining. Uh, see, I got stuck at the, at the Michonne torture porn stuff. Yeah, the Michonne torture stuff is kind of a... It's out there. See what else? I was a guest host on the Fanboy Buzz this week, and that episode's already up and online. That was always fun. I enjoy going on the show with those guys. And I just picked up Red Dead Redemption, the Game of the Year edition, because it had all the DLC and the Undead version for 15 bucks at Best Buy. That's the next game I'm going to start playing. It's on my list. I'll probably start playing that this afternoon after I work on a couple side projects. But nothing too crazy here. How about yourself, Adah? Hey, aside from work, what have you been getting into? Uh, I work a lot, um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jess started playing Terra online a little bit. Uh, it it was a paid MMO free to play when it didn't really hit subscription numbers. It's been doing the free to play model wonderfully, making stupid amounts of money by selling um, made outfits to horny people. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, what else can you say? It's brilliant. But um, other than that, yeah, that's about it. Well, sounds like fun. Now you can get Farming Simulator and keep playing that some more. Though. I have it I have it on Steam, though. Oh, man. I'm jealous. I'm going to have to give it a try. You've spoken so highly of it. Simulators are awesome if you enjoy simulators. That's the big thing. Yeah. Um, also, don't forget our guest host we had today was Josh Hawks from Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find his stuff at POI Podcast. Dot com and I believe his Twitter handle is 303, 303 underscore ninja or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep, 303 so underscore ninja. Follow him on there. We'll have him back on the show and we can figure out what was going on on his audio side of things. And presuming we can figure all that out, we will be back live again next week at live.atgnpodcast.com at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday morning. 10 a.m. Central. Exactly. Don't forget, you can stay and follow the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show by following us on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodanddirty. And if you want to rant at us or express your, dis- express your displeasure because we didn't do the entire show live, hit us up on the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. I think that's going to wrap us up for this week unless you guys have any final closing thoughts. Uh, the Dick Rocket Ship is going to be our new mascot. Can he be partnered with the dick butt? Yes. I, I, I'll draw a dick butt in here somewhere. <laughs> and hey, any, cl- any closing thought for us? A word to the wise it isn't necessary. It's the stupid ones that need the advice. I like it. On that note, we're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. If you want to know the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook.com slash all things good and nerdy. 
If you have any comments or feedback, you can leave them either on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can hit us up at our voicemail number. Just call 304-806-ATGN, and we'll get your message, and we'll try and put it on the next show. Don't forget, the show streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We post the link on Twitter and on Facebook so you can watch us and chat with us while we discuss the happenings of the week. If you can't catch the show live on YouTube, feel free to check us out on the audio version. You can find us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy and download the show. But if you don't want to use any of those services, just go to atgnpodcast.com and you can download the podcast directly from our website. That wraps up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.